Hey guys, this is Moji, and welcome to the third episode of Buddhi Podcast. Today, we will continue exploring eight Buddhist perspectives that can lead us to a deeper understanding of life. Last time, we already covered the first four paths to the enlightenment, so we will start with the fifth one this time, which is the concept of right living. In simple language, this means to live an ordinary life. Don't overconsume things and make the most use out of everything. For example. Don't order lots of food if you know you're not gonna finish everything, or if you're not sure if you're going to like it or not. Another example is don't buy lots of things at once, especially for stationery. It used to be my joy to see 24, 36, 48 color pens together at once, and arrange it into a rainbow shade. I enjoy looking at it so much, so I ended up too scared to use them until the ink is dry, and I need to throw them away in the trash. This showed that I was not able to use available resources to the maximum capacity, and thus wasted the resource available to me. If you are able to overcome these habits, it doesn't only benefit you, but also the community around you as well. Another thing is buy just what you need for now. It doesn't mean that you can't stock anything, but you should stock them to the appropriate level and not too much. And don't fall for materialism, because consuming more things doesn't necessarily lead you to be happier. Instead, you should focus more on the necessities and what actually helps you live your life better. You should do everything with honesty and sincerity. In our lives, we cannot accomplish anything easily. That's why it is so much worth it once you actually reach your goal. No one can be skillful from day one, and no one can get good grades by pulling an all-nighter. Right before exam, everyone has different obstacles that they need to overcome. However, you should not take advantage of anyone to reach your own goal, even if they don't know that you are secretly taking advantage of them. But we know ourselves best. In other words, right living means living simply, sustainably, and knowing your motivation and desire. Moving on to the six elements, it is to make merit and stop behaving in a harmful way. Both for yourself and others, none of us is perfect, but we always have the power to change things positively. To be more aware about what you are doing that is not right, and stop it, and think about how can you prevent that to not happen again. You should listen to yourself and the moral voice within you. Meanwhile, be aware of what you are doing great or benefit others, and keep on continue doing that, and do even more. Whenever you make mistakes. You cannot go back in time to fix that anymore, but what you can do from now on is to prevent it from not happening again. For example, when you fight with your best friend, if both of you are still holding high ego, negative energy will still be around and drain your vitality. I believe that in every fight, there's no one side that is 100% correct, and there's no one side that is 100% wrong either. Both sides take some part in the right and the wrong. It's just a matter of more or less, but if one side decides to compromise first, it would be easier to reconcile and move on from this negative energy. It is best to learn to accept your mistakes and fix to learn to not do that again. In a brief summary, this behavior is not only socially beneficial, but also help yourself feel better as who you are. Doing this will help you move past your mistake, because. At least you took some action to solve it. The seventh path is awareness. In speaking of awareness, apart from awareing of what our mistake is, 
we should cultivate awareness in every moment of our lives, or as much as possible. Be aware of your moment or what you are doing at this moment. Stay in the present, and don't get lost into the past or don't wander into the future. Always be aware of whatever you're doing. For example, if you are in the classroom, you should focus on the content that the teacher is teaching, so your learning would be more effective as you already absorb the learning in the classroom. So you don't need to spend more time after class to go over everything by yourself again. Like I said, we cannot go back to fix the past, and we cannot control the future either. What we can control and do our best is what we are doing right now, and how that will affect the future as well. One example of this is when you're about to fall asleep, and then you start having those late night thoughts that you start thinking about those awkward things you did five years ago, and suddenly feel so ashamed about it to the point you cannot go to sleep. This in turns affect you that you cannot have a good sleep and cannot work productively the next day, which might lead you to accidentally do more awkward things over and over again. It would be better if you just focus on falling asleep for that night and do tomorrow your best, so the awkward mistakes is never done again. People usually spend 90% of the time on the work portion that is only 10% important. In contrast, we actually only use 10% of the time on the 90% important portion of the work. If you are aware of what you are doing at this moment, you will be more productive on your work. Then you won't have to stress for the past or what the future will bring. Awareness stand at the foundation of everything. You can't do well if you don't know what you are doing. The eighth and the final path is the right concentration. Concentration is closely connected to awareness. It is a tool for creating awareness in a way. We all should have a concentration and not get distracted easily. It would be better if we focus on one thing at a time, because we can do more things effectively if we go slow but sure with the detail. For example, recently I have become more addicted to my phone, and now I like everything to be fast. Now, when I try to open a book to read, I can only flip through few pages, and then I need to stop. Because I got bored and want to do something else, when in the past I can sit down for hours just to read that one book. Now, when I watch a YouTube video, I can only watch it not even halfway, and I start opening new tabs, trying to type my essay down or try to play games, and I end up not finishing anything, both in terms of YouTube videos or my essay. This is an example that multitasking is actually not productive at all. Nowadays, with technology, everything becomes so fragmented, and it is very challenging to gain concentration in the middle of all these chaos. I even wonder that if Buddha still lives in nowadays, will he still be able to reach that enlightenment stage he did back then? Technology is also highly related to the patience nowadays. For example, in the old days, when you go rent a movie or go to the cinema, if the movie is bad. You're kind of still forced to watch it until the end because you have no other options. But nowadays, with Netflix, you can just quit the movie and scroll through the list to see the next one that you could possibly see and enjoy. So to summarize quickly, today we have covered the last four perspectives that will lead us to a deeper understanding of life, which are living an ordinary and efficient life, 
living in a not harmful way to yourself and others, and stay in the present and have a right concentration in things you do. This may seem overwhelming, but these elements are all connected to each other, and everything starts from the inside, in your mind before you can act out. You don't have to master any of these elements, but even just a little bit would be sufficient enough to keep your life going effectively. And the whole thing is not about just the end goal, but it's about the training process towards it and the experience that you gain along the way. And every day is a new opportunity to try, so you should always keep your options open. And that's it for today. Thank you so much. This is Booty Podcast, and goodbye.